This is episode number 188 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're so glad that you could join us for another episode here in the Homeowner Show studios. How you doing, Kev? I am... And I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm good, man. Things are good. Like, life is, uh, it's fantastic. Things are moving forward with buying a house, and all the things are happening. I mean, Easter has just gone by, which is fantastic. And well, it will have gone by. Uh, will, when this, it when, depends when on it, who, what audience it, I'm talking to. We're live right now on Facebook and YouTube, and, like, it's Sunday's a coming. It's coming. Yeah. And then... On Tuesday, when it actually comes out on the podcast, yeah, I thought I it will have something. already come. No, you didn't miss, okay. miss anything. Happy Easter! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, um, things are good, man. How about you, dude? I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm uh, like I I haven't gotten home before like nine thirty, mm-hmm. pretty much every night for like the last two weeks. I feel you, but like I'm feeling good. Like okay. I want to, uh, you know. Make hay while the sun's shining, basically. Uh-huh. I mean, like, it's, you know. Like, Shoot, yeah. So, it's good stuff. Man, today was absolutely gorgeous outside. It was. Yep. It was fantastic. It was, it was a perfect day, once again, for termites. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> so, so you put up some, some crazy videos today, and I, <laughs> and I was like, dude, can you not just kill those things? Yeah. You know, they were everywhere. Show me the money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did I'll kill see, all of them. Did you see my follow-up post? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Just stomp them. Stomp them. <laughs> Get rid of those things. Dude, I, so I again, I had another one today that I've never had happen before. Okay. I, I had a lady call me, and she she owns a house uh, near my office, and she was trying, well, she's in the process of selling the house to the guy renting the house. And she, she told me, it's like, I really want to do, do right by this guy. Would you mind coming and inspecting the home for me? We've had some issues that we've been concerned about. Could you just come check it out? Be happy to. So we set up the, like, there was no planning in this. We just had the appointment set up today. Well, it just so happened, like, every termite colony in Houston today decided to swarm. Oh. And so, like, as I'm walking into the yard, I'm like, oh, there's a swarm. Oh, there's a swarm. And they're, like, popping up out of the ground, mm-hmm. literally. Like I see him flying. Oh man! And and so I'm like telling her, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm seeing termites like swarm all over your yard. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, they're just doing that right now. But like, they're in your yard. And mm-hmm. and for for those of you that don't know, on average, and like at least here in Texas, like the average yard has like 20 colonies of termites mm-hmm. in it. So it's it's it's, not, it's really not that big of a deal mm-hmm. if you just see them in your yard. Right. It can be, but it's it's not necessarily a big deal. Well, you would rather than be in your yard than be. In your house. In your house. Yeah. So. So she ends up having me there with her who owns the house and the tenant to check it out while they're both watching me. Mm-hmm. Which I don't care. Sure. But like that's, you know, like I'm there for her. Mm-hmm. So like. <laughs> right. So but I'm having to tell her things in front of him that he's going to now know as the buyer. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. That, that can be tricky. It can be. So I, I didn't, I didn't want her to be mad at me, but I also was just, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. Doing your job. So we're, we're walking around the outside of the house in the backyard. And like, as we're standing there talking, termites literally start swarming out of a window. And like, I, I tell her, I was like, I, look, I mean, like, that's not good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's never good when that happens, but like they were literally just coming out of the window frame. Not and okay. I was like, oh man, they're in the house. Like they're yeah. in, like there's no question they're in the house. Right. So, so, you, so at the, I mean, at that point you have to treat it. Well, I don't, I don't have to do anything. Well, but I mean, if as, a, <laughs> as someone that owns the house, you have to treat that house. Like, yeah, well, like, you know, you know there, there are some situations like, you know, this, I think this is good for most business people. There are some situations that are worth walking away from. Mm. And this wasn't one of them. But like there, there, I've been in some, and like I, there was actually one I did with Ricky one time where we we both just kind of took a deep breath and walked away, really? <laughs> <laughs> and said, "Dude, don't buy that house." Right. So, yeah, I mean, like it, it was it was it was a weird day, but um, we uh, so we actually have a guest we've been trying to get on for a while now. It, I mean, this has been a he's been long ducking time. and dodging us. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. For, for <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But we got we got Robert Green from from Greenlight Movers, and we we've been excited to have you on the show for a long time. And we're also excited because right before the show, he told us that we could talk about anything. Absolutely. So I, I really want to know from you guys: Are you guys going to be changing the way you're shaving? No, no. Change the way I'm shaving. Yeah. No. 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 So before the show, and I don't know if Robert, if you've seen this, I was showing Kevin the ad for Jeremy's razors. Yes. Now this is, I'll tell you, this is unbelievable and amazing. <laughs> have you seen this? I have not. I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I don't think we can. I don't think we can show the the no, ad. No. Um, no. But do you know what the do you know what the Daily Wire is? Yeah. So the Daily Wire used to be sponsored by uh, Harry's. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the razor company, and now they've got, like, all these gels and shampoos and mm-hmm. blah, 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 all for men. So they pulled their ad because they said they had a misalignment of values over something that one of the hosts on the Daily Wire said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they made it very public that that was why they were doing it. And the Daily Wire just now responded this year and said, like, hey, you know, like, look, if you want to pull your ad, we don't care. Pull your ad. But, like, don't don't go out and say that, like, that we have a misalignment of values. Don't. Right. Don't try and besmirch us, yeah. right? So in response to that, the president of Daily Wire came out with his own line of razors <laughs> called Jeremy's Razors. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the what was the domain for it? Uh, I hate Harry's. I hate Harry's.com. <laughs> and so like they do like this two-minute ad about like this. You'll have to watch it. It's, it's good. It's it's funny. Um, it's well done. Yeah. And so anyway, I I know a little bit about it. I know that like within the first three days of the company going public, they had like 27,000 subscriptions made for their razors. Um, wow. And so it's it's just interesting to watch how, and like all this is happening on Twitter, by the way, mm-hmm. which that could change now that Elon oh, yeah. might be buying that. Yeah. I mean, he made $56 the- $56 a, sh- a yeah, share? Yeah. He, I think he made, it was like a 50% bump in the stock price. Yep that he would pay for it for what it's valued at right now. Right. That's crazy. It is crazy. So, But anyway, all this happened on Twitter. But, but here's the thing. Uh, I mean, look at us. We're, we're not going to change the way we shave. No. <laughs> Robert, look at Robert. You don't shave. I don't shave. No. I don't shave. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Who does that? Look, look at this. This is, this is not the face of a man that shaves. Well, you're not doing the football thing anymore. That's true. Yeah. You would have. I w- well, eventually. So let me ask you this. If you had to shave mm-hmm. for a football season, mm-hmm. which I know you're not, right. but if you had to, mm-hmm. would you order the razors? Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, why did you have to shave for a football? He, he was a... Uh, unofficial. What, unofficial, yeah. yeah. And they have to shave. What? Yeah. I never knew that. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a football official with facial hair? I haven't. Now that I'm thinking about okay. it. Okay. 
There you go. I mean, football's a manly sport. I mean, what's more manly than a, than a big, beefy beard? It's, but uh, here's what's crazy. What about the hair on top? Well, obviously, that's not an issue. <laughs> well, I mean, for like, for like the rest of them. Like, obviously, you know, I mean, like, that's not I'm, an option for you. But Right. Like, Shots fired. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so. The Could you have thing, like a ponytail? No. Not real. No, because I mean, no the, whole thing, the whole thing is like. It's it's a it's a whole kind of old school mentality of uh-huh. professionalism, right? right? And you know there was a lot of of businesses back in the day that you know being professional meant meant that you were clean shaven and sure those sorts of things. And so it's the same type of deal. It's a professionalism thing, and it's a tradition that just holds over. Now, a lot of you'll you'll see more more high school officials that that still have some facial hair but you know once you get to like a certain level mm-hmm. you're doing like you know 6a 5a 6a football you're not going to see very many uh, but especially once you get into college it's a big big deal you don't in in NFL like you don't you don't have facial hair and the, what was it what would they do if you did would you well, just fire I mean, you well it's or fine you no it, it's definitely an expectation uh-huh. like you either will shave or you will not be part of this conference or part of this organization. So the way they say it's kind of funny to me, at least the way it was said to me, which was no hair below your upper lip. And I'm like, why don't you just say you can have a mustache? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know really why that's the stipulation, but it is what it is. And I mean, it's just, so you can't have hair on your head then. Is that what you're saying? Well, I guess, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's I can't just, recall no any. hair, no hair below your upper lip, so you can oh, have you're hair right, you're right. I'm, on your head. Yeah, you can have right. one of those beautiful yeah. bowl cuts. There you go. Yes. Oh, Zach Morse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Mo, like more like Mo Howard, like oh. all full bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I was wondering if they got fined. I, I saw this really beautiful meme today, uh, and I got it from my buddy Greg. Um, I'll have to show it to you later. But yeah. here, here's what it says. It says. Punishable, punishable by fine means legal for a price. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That's good. No, I don't think there's like any fine. It's just, it definitely is an expectation though. I Which, mean, I mean, like that's, that is something that they do in the NFL, right? Like if you do like certain things on the field, sure, like they, they fine you. Yes. Which means. It probably is a fine. Yeah. Well, but like for. <laughs> legal for, officials, for a price. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, officials aren't getting fined for stuff. Okay. They're getting, I mean, you're, you're just going to get canned. Yeah, they I mean, get paid pretty well getting, too. Yeah, they, oh yeah, they get paid really, really. Some of them well. make what like a quarter million a year. Oh yeah, just being a ref. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, really more than that. Yeah. Some of them. I mean, uh, it, it kind You're of not getting ends. any sneaker deals. That's no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no but like, I mean, like, legitimately speaking, that like, would be funny the, though. Um, that would. <laughs> the the officials that do the Super Bowl, uh-huh. they make about thirty grand plus for just for that one game. Wow. Plus all of their expenses. I got to be honest, that doesn't seem like enough for that game. I know. I agree. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, I think that's a ridiculous amount of money for 30, officiating the game. Yeah. But like for all the money that gets poured in the Super Bowl, yeah. that just doesn't seem like enough. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that's like two seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? If you, if you think about it. <laughs> that one guy complaining in the, in the stands, I paid for your salary. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's exactly Make right. Make better calls. Make better calls. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, so. But. Well, I'm glad we got on that tangent. Yeah, that yeah. was fantastic for a moment. I actually, so. I, I'm actually, we, we haven't done this line of questioning in a while. I'm actually curious how you got in the business. What's 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 the origin story of <laughs> of Greenlight Movers? <laughs> nothing bad. Um, nothing bad. Well, let's move bad, on. Then. The way he smiled at me. <laughs> oh yeah, we need some we need some drama. We need a little bit of controversy. Oh uh, yeah, nothing bad. It's just uh, 
I work for another moving company. So long story short, or long story long, probably. Yeah, no, long's fine. Uh, I used to used to move a lot as a kid. I've kind of, oh. I think I've went to t- 10 different schools. My dad was in the military. Um, then he went into uh, aeronautic school, became an aircraft mechanic. So I oh, moved wow. from Lawton, Oklahoma, a few times within Lawton, to Oklahoma City, to Tulsa, to Fort Worth, Richmond, Virginia, then here to Houston. I moved at least two or three times here, three mm. or four times. Okay. So I moved a lot. Yeah. Um, so I kind of already had the the understanding of moving, what you go through emotionally, physically, and it just happened to, by coincidence, I was looking for a job younger, uh, 17, 18 years old. Okay. And ended up finding, uh, on Craigslist, a uh, moving job, moving position. Mm. Just did it on the weekends, and I ended up falling in love with it. Loved the physical side of it, helping people out. Um, ended up moving up to be an estimator. <clears throat> Loved that as well. Just hated the company I worked for. Mm. They were all about money but never about the experience. But they tried to sell the experience to me, the, the movers and the customers. But when I became an estimator, I realized it's just all about money. Mm. And I've realized when you take care of the experience and the customer, the money's always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just really got tired of putting my name on something. I'll basically go into a home or a business, give them an estimate on their move. Mm-hmm. And so the way they charge is if the move goes over the allotted time that, that I estimated, the customer pays more, mm. which I don't, I don't like that. It used to not be that way. Um, but I quickly found out that they were putting inexperienced guys on the move. I would have a crew of four people, two guys were experienced, two guys never did in a day in their life. And so the move's taking a lot longer, looked at like I'm the issue, but really it was them. So that kind of drove me out of it, tired of putting my name on things and having to fix it. So my name stays good, not because of the company, but for me, um, I ended up then got to a situation where, uh, said company let me go, even though I was the top estimator, top sales guy. Um, and the youngest in the Houston market that they ever had. Wow. Uh, just didn't really make any sense. But since then, I had somebody we moved, took care of them, um, I moved other people. And then long story short, they tried to call me about nine, ten times to get me to come back. Mm. And I started to realize it was just a manager that was exiting and trying to set it up in a poor condition for the next manager, mm. I guess, to make themselves look better. But unfortunately, you know, I had to lose my job for that. Sure. And so all that came into play. And, and I just realized I love what I do. I just didn't like the company. So I, instead of joining another moving company and having to prove my point. I just made my customers, my boss, as opposed to a boss that never did a day in their life. Nice. So, um, yeah, just loved moving. loved the, the whole emotional side of it, understanding it and just never stopped. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what got me into it. So uh, on, on something that you said about the, the, the company you're working for, did mm-hmm. you, did you kind of feel like as the, when they like trained you to be the estimator, right. I assume they trained you to do that. Yeah. So were they, were they kind of doing that where you would like underestimate it so that then the homeowner would have to pay more eventually because they knew that it was going to take longer. Did you feel like that was the way they were kind of beefing no, up their so numbers this, a little bit? This company is a, it's a, it's a huge company. Um, yeah. We, we don't need a name. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say, yeah, yeah. say any names. They're, they don't need any, um, they don't need any no press. Variety. They don't need any of that. Um, and plus if people hear the name, they'll be like, Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> Uh, yeah, they didn't train me to, to undercut. The person that trained me was actually a great guy. Um, he's a stand-up guy. And the things that he did teach me to do, I was kind of told to forget that when I came back. I trained him for two weeks. Um, and they kind of told me to forget that when I came um, back to, to Houston from the Dallas area doing training. Okay. So I was kind of like, well, why was I up there for two weeks training if you told me to forget everything I learned? Mm. So that should have been a red flag right there. Um, but the guy who trained me, he was very honest. He trained me on just the emotional side of it, you know, how to treat people when you walk in on an estimate. 
just little things that I always, I still remember to this day. Like if you go into a room with a customer that's a woman and it's just her there, don't block the door in the, if she's in the closet. Don't block the door if she's in the bedroom. Just to make sure she feels comfortable. Yeah. Go into the other side of the room. So things like that he taught me. But again, everything that they said that I learned from him to kind of forget. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really the trainer. It was more of just, this is kind of how they did it. They could like to undercut. So they didn't say, hey, go in there and, and quote. They all, they told me to quote, you know, above what I think it's going to be by a little bit. They didn't tell me to account for having inexperienced people on the job. Right. Yeah, because you don't really have any control over who's there. No. I mean, you, you went in and said this is how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. and They're putting inexperienced people. And so, you know, um, someone, someone that might take an hour to do a job, they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, So exactly. maybe it takes an hour and a half or maybe mm-hmm. it takes two hours, right? And so then, but but they're adding that on to the customer's bill. Yeah. Like what if what if the what if the customer like says something like, "Hey, these guys were I was there whenever it was happening, and like they were they were goofing off and they were slow. Like what we saw an awful lot of lollygagging. Yeah. Exactly. Like what do you <laughs> what? How did they handle that type of situation? With so with the situation, I didn't know. I just knew the move went over. Uh, I didn't have a conversation with the customer about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. Okay. Um, so what happened was I went to the move, two guys inexperienced, never did moving day in their life. First time I ever saw them. And then two guys are very experienced. Went to the move for a little bit, saw the guys. And then, you know, I went off to my appointments. Um, and then on another move, I think a day or two later, one of the experienced guys came and said, Hey, I'm sorry about the other move. You know, it took longer. Uh, we had to, uh, sit, we were packing. We had to unpack the boxes that they packed up and repack them. And so the move went longer because we're having to, really train these guys on the job. Mm. And at that point, I think a day before that, my manager was getting on to me like I was the issue. Yeah. When really I'm finding out that it's 50% of the crew is, is not experienced. So the move would go over because it's, it's inexperienced people. They're having mm. to retrain, they're having to train people, redo boxes that they packed up, redo furniture that they wrapped up because it wasn't done right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a lot of that. Yeah. So that was, that was my main issue. So you're, okay, so based on what I'm hearing you say, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously, you were told you can't work here anymore. You eventually build up your own business. Yeah, you, you start your own business. Um, so how have how did what did what types of things did you decide? I'm not going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And what what does that look like for your business today? I mean, the number one thing is it's it's really as simple as just do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just that do right by your customers. Just realize, like I, I think a lot of people forget in this type of industry that we're in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Our job is to serve mm-hmm. the customers, not serve myself, not serve, you know, the team, serve my customer. And we benefit after that. Mm-hmm. Too many people get into business because they just think about themselves. Oh, I'm going to make so much money. Right. No, not, I'm going to fill a need. I'm going to take care of the customer. And then the byproduct of that is hopefully I make some money from it and hopefully I'm successful. But yeah, the first thing is to take care of the customers. So that's, right. that's one thing I do differently from them is just taking care of the customer. As simple as that. Yeah. Unfortunately, moving has a has a really bad uh, rep. A lot of movers will get into it just to, to mess people over. Purposely tell them one price to get their foot in the door to tell them a, a higher price. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a shame, but it makes me look better when we come in and do a good job. Right. So they don't expect it, which is to me an issue. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like it's like somebody hiring you, expecting there to be bugs in the home after you leave, <laughs> expecting the bugs not to be killed, but still pay you. It's yeah. kind of like what happens in moving. People expect things to go wrong, expect you not to show up. Expect you to break stuff and not fix it, mm-hmm. but they still hire the people to do it. Yeah. And so when I come in and do something right, it's like, oh my goodness, you're you're great. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is, yeah, this is this is how it's supposed yeah. to go. 
And so I just learned just simple things like that. Do what you say you're going to do. Do right by your customer. Try to make sure everything you do is, is for the customer. Yeah. And it's just, it's, that's been big. Just yeah. simple things like that. Yeah. The, the, the mindset that you're talking about, man, is the way that a lot of people have it backwards because a lot of people are like, how can I, like what you're saying, how can I make so much money on this project? <clears throat> Whereas, I, and I forget who it was that I, I heard it from the first time, but it was, how can I provide the most value to the most amount of people? You know? And, and that's, that's a totally different thing because that's not me making money. That, that's me, what you're talking about, serving people and fulfilling their needs and not just like their expectations, but like kind of going beyond their expectations because that's where people find value is when they start receiving things that they didn't expect. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think that there's, there's something about that too, though. Like I would rather pay someone who's going to do that for me, mm-hmm. who's going to be honest, mm-hmm. I, even if they cost more. If I feel like my needs were met, but even more than met, they were realized. Like my needs were listened to. Yeah, it sounded like the guy was was not just trying to make money off of me, but truly cared about it. Like I would rather spend my money there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think what so this is this is a big deal to to us as we we do this show a lot. Like this whole idea of how do we how do we help our listeners and viewers understand how to find a good contractor, right? So how do you find a good a good contractor? I think part of it is how do you feel about it whenever you leave, whenever they leave? Like, yeah. do you feel comfortable with that person? Do you feel like, oh, man, I just didn't, I didn't get a good vibe from them? Like, the vibe matters. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really matters, you know? And so um, I think that kind of that misnomer is is people will pay for things that they find value in. They absolutely will, and so, I mean, you're you're finding that that's true in your business, for sure. Yeah, you know, you take care of a customer, and not only are they going to feel totally fine about paying your price, mm-hmm. they're also going to tell their friends. Very true, right? Especially in this area. Yeah, yeah. talk. Like, sure. Yeah, people talk. I yeah. mean, like, and they talk in lots of different ways. Oh yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this: what What is it that you have uh, noticed? that most people are surprised the most about moving like as far as like what you guys provide, mm-hmm. like when they're like, Oh, you guys do that. Or like or how well something, what is it that you guys do that is most surprising to your customers? The thing I get the most I've gotten, I think yesterday, day before yesterday, is just how surprised people are that my guys come in, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They come and move people. They're smiling. They reassure them. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to go good. Um, they're just surprised by that. Um, to me, it's not I, I, surprising that people are surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have an um, a old-school mindset, an old-fashioned mindset of just service first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it a, a, a lost art. You know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Chick-fil-A type of service. There's, that's kind of yeah. lost. But people are surprised when I have guys that come in and just treat them like people. Yeah. Treat them right. You know, say we're going to take care of it. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, that's what people are usually surprised about a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the moving side of it, when we come in, wrap up their furniture, the surprise that we do pad things up, we protect the home. Uh, honestly, to me, it's simple. It's just us doing our job. People are surprised by. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I, I don't like that because I, I know there's so many companies out there that aren't doing a good job that right. were surprised by us. Just, it's like surprised that you showed up at their house or you had one of your people show up at the house and mm-hmm. spray their house and the bugs were killed. I'm yeah. surprised you killed. The, I have dead spiders around my house. Yeah. It's like, well, that, that's what we do. That's what I do. 
Right. Yeah. What, what, what's interesting about what you're saying, man, is and I, well, interesting and sad mm-hmm. is that manners are surprising to people. Yeah. Like, like basic good manners for a company, like what you're saying, someone comes in and asks you a question, you say, yes, ma'am. Like that, that would be surprising to them that, and, and that's such an easy thing for service people to adopt. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's easy because they're teaching morons to do it at Chick-fil-A, yeah. you know, and, and that's not to like make fun sure. of them. Like they're, they're high school kids. They're kids. Yeah. yeah. And, they're giving and, they're, and they have better manners than most adults these days. Yeah. Um, which, you know, say what you want about millennials, but like, there you go. Like mm-hmm. better, better manners than most adults. I know mm-hmm. if you came out of the Chick-fil-A program. Right. Um, which my parents today actually told me that they had similar service at Dutch Brothers, hmm. the coffee company. Yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah. Uh, which I, uh, former guest, David Selinger. Yep. Yeah. He's like, didn't he like help start that company? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he, I, he told us and like they brought me a coffee today. It was fantastic. Really? But what they talked about was, man, the kids that were running that thing were hustling and had incredible manners. And like, so what you're saying is absolutely true that yeah. like people appreciate that right and i i think it's kind of sad that it's it's not the norm mm-hmm. you know that and so here's here's what i'm here's what i'll say about that like what an easy way to differentiate your business these days yeah yeah <laughs> right i mean it's pretty it's it's simple mm-hmm. in many ways um and it, first of all it, it's doing what you say you're going to do and then providing value on top of it right and i mean those types of things, uh, you know, there's very few things in life that are... Is, is that on? Is, is the volume no, on? No, on that? I, I'm good now. We're good. No, I hear it. We're. Oh, you hear it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm hearing it somewhere. I don't know. It's gone now. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> we fixed the sound issues, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, because there were some sound issues and we fixed it. Um, but uh, I... So, I think that um, there are very few things in life that are more uh, personal than your home. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of people are like, like, like we just moved, right? Mm-hmm. We just moved. And uh, we use some of your services to do so. And it, it, it was one of those deals where people were like, you know, it's, you know, it's probably really good because you got to declutter or whatever. I was like, we didn't declutter. <laughs> we put everything in a box. Yeah. <laughs> and we might possibly declutter whenever we get to where we're going next, you know? But, like, no, we put it all in a box because it's our stuff, Yeah, you know? And, um, like, I, I don't know. Have, have either of y'all watched uh, 1883, the what show? Is that? Is, that the, is that the new, like, Yellowstone spinoff? Yeah. I yeah, haven't yeah. watched it, Okay, no. well, it's fantastic. But there's there's a moment in the show, and I'm gonna gonna give it away. But there's a moment in the show where like some stuff gets destroyed. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert! And <laughs> it, trust me, a lot of stuff gets destroyed in this movie, this show. So it's not too much of a spoiler. But some stuff gets destroyed. I think it's like episode five, four or five, mm-hmm. and um, they're devastated. They're absolutely devastated, you know. Yeah. And it's like because they they brought everything they had with them on this journey. And whenever it comes to like your, your personal stuff, like there's not, I paid for that. I chose that bed. I chose that table. I chose those, you know, that couch. Right. Um, not to mention all of the, the, the pictures on the wall and all of these sorts of things. And so for you to come in and basically you put your hands on everything. 
the intimate drawer, right? Yeah. Like all of the things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You put your hands on everything and there is something very vulnerable about that. I, I mean, I don't know. What is your, what are your thoughts about like that? And like your experience with people as far as like them going, yeah, I'm going to just give you full rights to do all of like touch all my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and move it, right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people get a little too comfortable. What I mean by that is, I'll call and say, "Hey, how's the move or how's the packing going?" Oh, good. We're we're at the movies. We're we're getting oh, some dinner. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad you're that comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, enjoy your evening. Yeah. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> we didn't do that. Yeah. But we were or like, I'll, get, I'll get calls. Hey, uh, can you call the customer because we're trying to get this question figured out? They're not answering the phone. Like, yeah. Are they not there? No. I, oh, they just probably left, didn't they? No, they've been gone for a few hours. Jeez. <laughs> well, I appreciate that y'all trust us so much. But, yeah. You know, they have questions. It's not yeah. a big issue. I mean, I love that. Um, but sometimes, you know, our crew has questions that need to be answered and they can't, <laughs> they can't answer those questions. So they have something they not sure if they should pack or not pack. Right. Um, but that's, that's probably what I see is, uh, I, I get a lot of people that are pretty comfortable about it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the ones that want packing, they're, they're comfortable with us packing up everything. Sure. Most people are okay with us packing up, you know, the stuff that came from their grandparents mm-hmm. or family heirlooms. You get some people mm-hmm. that will take stuff on their own with them. Uh, but a lot of people are pretty... They're fine. Like, hey, you're packing yeah. my house. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't want anything to do with it. Right. So we found some things that uh maybe we're supposed to find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In many different ways. <laughs> that's a that's a later question. We, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna circle back around to that one. So I would just say people are people are pretty comfortable. Sure. We get the ones that don't want us to pack up their stuff. Some of them will say, hey, I don't want anybody to touch my stuff. I'm used to packing my own stuff. You know, cool. We, yeah. we understand. Is sure. it is there stuff that you found that you'll be like, I'm, I'm not gonna touch that. There have been some things. Yeah, like uh, like what? <laughs> well, I mean, like nothing, I'm not asking anything inappropriate. Like, like, well, I mean, that's that's what it is. We've, we found some inappropriate things. Uh, you okay. Know, well, I got, I remember one move. I was actually a mover on this move when I worked for the last company. And uh, there was a drawer. There was a. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Every good a, story starts there with, a, there was a drawer. Right. <laughs> there was a nightstand that we moved and. We heard vibrating in the truck. <laughs> and then we get into the room and hear more vibrating. I'm like, uh, we open the drawer and we see exactly what it is. Oh, like, no. And so we just leave it there. I didn't want to tell the customer about it. But then uh, I definitely think, don't want to touch it. Yeah, no. definitely mm-hmm. don't want to touch it. Then there was the, the Comcast guy was there hooking it up and he was right next to the nightstand and we could see his face and he <laughs> was in there as well. Uh-huh. So eventually I ended up telling her, I think there's something going on in your drawer. You just <laughs> I need to know what, what like battery company they're using. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's good. It must be an energizer. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> going, that buddy's going. not stopping. Yeah. No. Going and going. Yeah, we've had that. Uh, we found in drawers. That's, I mean, we've of course find whatever people use recreationally to have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. found a lot of that. Uh, have there been moments where there's like like antiques or like maybe like original art or something? You're like, I don't know. Uh, no, I can't really recall anything that we said. Hey, no, I don't. You know, antique wise that we wouldn't move. Uh-huh. Can't really say. Uh, but you're definitely there's there's got to have been some stuff that you're like, guys, this has got to be. You got to really take care of. This, oh yeah, yeah. We've right? had, we've had. Like, can you give an example of that? I know we've had one. It, 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 this was um, a while back. It was like probably four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. We had somebody move from Trinity over to Durango, Colorado. Okay. And they had. I just remember because it it's just so heavy. I was actually moving on that one too. No, I was the estimator, but I was with them. Uh-huh. I was pretty involved in my moves. Um, but he had a a marble fireplace. Mm. It was in different pieces, but just a piece 
probably like that big weighed 50 pounds. Jeez. Oh my gosh. So that was not fun to move. I helped them, you know, get onto the truck. That's one thing I probably would never forget. Uh, we <laughs> moved, uh, there's a guy we moved from Teeswood. I moved him a few times from Teeswood to Shadow Lake Creek and then Shadow Lake Creek to Bentwater. And he had just like four or five wardrobes that were built in the 1700s, mm. which is cool, cool to see. Heck yeah. Um, I have a guy I'm getting ready to move now. It's not really anything too amazing, but it's just this cool, he has a, he has a um, replica of a ship inside of a glass container. It's mm. pretty cool, but yeah. Trying to think, I know I've seen some amazing things that I just cannot think of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, valuable stuff, obviously. Oh yeah, some pretty amazingly valuable. Yeah, I've I've moved. Who was it? We moved somebody that had a bust of uh, the owner of the Texans. I think they were friends with them. Oh wow, it's just random. I guess yeah. they they said that he gave him gave him out to some of his friends, uh, which was just cool to see. Yeah, um, I've moved. Uh, we moved. It's a family by the last name of Biso. They uh, looking up their history or just. When we packed up their home, um, they had their marine, basically like a marine family. They have a marine company that used to pull ships out oh, okay. of the water, kind of save the ships. I don't know if they're kind of what situation they're in, but you would find like uh, I don't know what it's called, it's some sort of meter that gauges how deep they're going into the water. Okay, uh-huh. it's pretty big, pretty thick. They had a bunch of old. Um, I'm really bad at names on things, but uh, a rower or oh. whatever you use to steer the boat. They yeah, have yeah, one of yeah. Those. Yeah, wheel. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess you can call it a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a more technical name. There probably is. Yeah. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah. The wooden wheelie thing that turns the boat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's got little little handles on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen some cool hidden rooms. Uh yeah. I've I've had uh, one movie we did recently. I'm really I'm really curious that that family that you were moving might have been like some reformed pirates. Mm. Might have been. You know? Yeah. And they just, you know, started a le- legitimate business on the land, but yeah. you know, like they used to you never know. I mean, <laughs> Their they, last they did name move. used to be R. Yeah, R. <laughs> <laughs> they did move from a, it's like roughly 2,000 square foot house. So wow. they might have been some. I'm some, just saying. Yeah. It's some booty. Some treasure chest. Yeah, yeah. Pirate gold will buy you, buy you quite a bit. It will. <laughs> it will. It will. We've done probably like four or five moves for them at this nice. point. Okay. Moving. I think we're supposed to do a move from New Orleans for their mother as well. Uh-huh. Nice. But they have a, there's a lot of cool, cool family history for did them. They pay you in doubloons. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> that should have tipped you off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I found a genie jar. I don't really know. It's a little, you know. But meeting them yeah. made me realize how boring my life is or how my, boring my family. I don't have a family history like that. Yeah. Like, oh, we used to pull ships out of the, and we have this yeah. huge family company with newspapers with our, you know, father on it. I don't have that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, since we're talking stories, I have, have you ever, like, what is the, because I, I know that you don't always pack people. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would assume most of the time you don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. But um, what are some horror stories of people that are like, come, you know, you're we're moving today. Mm-hmm. You show up at their house, and it's ready to move everything, but it just wasn't prepared, right? I'm assuming that there's some pretty bad stories with that. Yeah, you, we've right? had some of those. I'll actually give you one story uh, just of a move that we, we weren't able to do mm. uh, oh. just because of how bad it was. Uh, it was years ago. It was before I started this company. Okay. And uh, she was she lived over by, uh, off of Gosling in 99. Uh-huh. I think before 99 was there. Oh, okay. It's a neighborhood over there. starts with an M. I think it's McKenzie Park. or that, Yeah, Creek. that's one of the newer ones over yeah. there. Yeah. Nice, really nice homes. But she had a home kind of back in there, right by, uh, I think it's Fox Hollows over there. Uh-huh. And she had probably, say probably five, ten acres. Okay. And long story short, city was kicking her out, basically, buying her land. And it was like eminent domain kind of a deal? I, I believe so. Okay. Um, it was either for the neighborhood or for 99. I think it was for the neighborhood. Uh, 
but anyways, we I, I go there. It's a it's just a big field. There's a um, a mobile home here. There's a fifth wheel over here. And then there's like kind of further back. There's two back ends of an eighteen wheeler, mm-hmm. and then she has a few horses as well. Yeah. Um. So. Talk to the lady, and we're supposed to move everything from. Well, this is just an estimate, so we're supposed to move everything from the mobile home, the fifth wheel, and some stuff from one of the uh, the back ends of a, a eighteen wheeler. Okay. And so I walk through the fifth wheel. It is jam packed. Um, then I get over to the mobile home, and she she's an older lady. I said, "Well, hey, I haven't been in this mobile home in a, in a few months." Um, she pointed to the stairs. There's a go up to it or wooden. They broke almost, you know, almost Oof. broke my hip. Oof. I've been in there since. So I go inside and it's, it's ransacked. It's mm. food on the floor everywhere, clothes everywhere. You can smell a, a bit of a stench, mm. animal of some sort. Oh my gosh. And uh, I could see droppings and I, I'd notice raccoons have been in there mm. at that point. And it's just, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Right. Uh, to the point where I, I had to walk away and say we couldn't do the move. Right. And even though the city was paying for it, so the city's paying for it, it's going to be like a $25,000 move. Oh, my gosh. Um, but even then, I was like, I can't do it. Right. Just not. I'm not the first company to, to, to deny her. Right. So apparently, it was as big of an issue. But big move, but just couldn't risk guys getting rabies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Wow. And of course, I've been into homes that are, that are um, uh, whether, I can't remember. Like hoarders? Right they're, or? Yeah, they're hoarders. Where okay. Fortunately, I haven't had the bad hoarders that you see on TV where they have yeah. dead rats and it's yeah. filled up to five feet tall. Mm-hmm. But I have had it to where we can't see the floor mm-hmm. um, anywhere in the mm-hmm. home, papers everywhere, stuff everywhere. Um, I haven't had to walk away from any of those okay. as of yet. I haven't seen any of those in a while. Okay. That's um, good. Yeah. But fortunately, we were able to take care of them, but most of them just been a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just stuff everywhere. But how, how often do you show up to someone's house to move and their stuff's just not packed? Used to be a lot. Okay. Uh, not not much now, uh, but it used to be a lot when I worked for the last company. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but people are more prepared now. I, I feel you think like it's, it's like a communication issue? It could be. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's that. I know mean, we've had a few times where people didn't pack, and it's more of a communication issue on the customer. Uh-huh. The company could reach out and say, hey, you know, we're just following up. We're going to be out here this day. We want to make sure you have these things taken care of. That, that would fix it, mm-hmm. at least be more prepared. Yeah. But of course, you know, the customer, if they know that we're coming in just to move and they don't pack anything up, I think it's, it's kind of a communication issue on their end. Yeah. Right. But again, as a company, we know this. This is our profession. We should contact them beforehand. Right. Sure. Um, I feel like now, because we are really big in word of mouth, mm-hmm. then a lot of people, we move good people, good people refer us out to other people. So right. people like you that have your stuff together, yeah. uh, if you can't do certain things, like if you, weren't, if you didn't want to move yourself, uh, you would let me know. Yeah. Or say if a situation where we're just moving, you would do let me know ahead of time, hey, we didn't pack it up. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes people just... We're not ready. Yeah. There's some people who think that they can get more out of it than what they thought. They maybe yeah. can get a free pack or right. something. Yeah. Uh, some people are just unprepared and just didn't let me know. They're just... Yeah. They got a lot going on, which I can understand. Uh, but we've we've had a few of those. Yeah. Walk in and we're like, uh, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> right. And it ends up being at 2 o'clock in the... Or we get there and they're, un, they're packing as we're moving. Sure. Yeah. Which those always... Take, take forever. Yeah. Those end up being two, three in the morning moves. We've had moves where we've worked longer than that, unfortunately. Yeah. On some. I mean, do, you, uh, do your guys kind of go into those situations going like, okay, this could be a cakewalk or we could be here till three in the morning. I mean, they, they kind of go, do they kind of go prepared mentally to be like, this could go one of two ways? I don't think so. Because uh-huh. most of our moves go pretty smooth. Yeah. 
uh, I think the experienced guys in the back of their head, like, okay, something could happen. Or <laughs> I could get here and it could just be totally crazy. Yeah. But they know that I'm, we usually prepare the customer. Well, because you guys go and look ahead of time. Yeah. And, yeah. Depending on the size of the home or how soon they give us a heads up. Uh, we'll go, I'll go out there, see everything, give them an exact price for everything. So there's no surprises. Yeah. Uh, and then let them know, Hey, if you want us to pack up, let's know ahead of time. So I don't usually run into those issues. Uh Um, for the ones that we talked to over the phone, still kind of go over the same things. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, doesn't usually happen. Okay. I just think it is because we just move probably different kind of people. The company I was with before, they kind of just try to move anybody that would pay, pay for it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Paying uh, customer. Yeah, and they didn't always explain the charges properly. Mm. So we didn't always get the right type of customers. Yeah. Um, they were they just hunting for warm bodies. Exactly. Yeah. So they were pricing out a move a certain way, not giving the full price. So then the people that were moving aren't expecting that, and they're not as professional as prepared. So it ends up coming down on us where we're there until 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that, you know, you're talking about, like, the the guys that work for you. Mm. Um, which, which by the way, when you treat people well, they want to stay with you. Yeah. Right. They want to work, they want to work hard for you. Right. Um, I can tell, um, that your guys are treated well mm-hmm. and they, they, they feel, um, well compensated and treated well. So, um, they were, they were delivering some stuff for us, like for the pack. And, uh, the guys are like, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, I was like, well, no, you won't because we're just, we're going to move ourselves. You know, they're just doing the package. He's like, oh, for real? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, and he was like, oh man, I was like, I was like gearing up. I was like, going, I was like, I go, this, is a, this is a decent sized house. Like he's got some stuff, and, which I don't, I really didn't feel like we had all that uh-huh. much stuff, but um, he was like, I was gearing up for this and everything. And he, he was just a, he was a cool dude to a couple of them, were just really, really cool dudes to talk yeah. to, which, you know, I think, I think that speaks volumes to, uh, to the type of business that you're running. And again, it goes back to um, vetting people, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of vibe do you get from them? those sorts of things um, because at the end of the day, I mean, they are going to be responsible for, uh, for moving your stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. cause here's, cause here's the thing. Like we, we've had, we've had people come in and move us before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I remember specifically, uh, we really liked the kitchen table we had. And whenever it got put back together, it was like, this didn't, it just, it wobbled. It was like, it didn't wobble before they mm-hmm. took it apart. And so I like had to go like take the legs back off and like re-glue some stuff because some stuff got cracked and broken. Mm-hmm. And it was like, they didn't take in their time taking it apart. And that kind of stuff happens. And I get that that kind of stuff happens. But at the same time, like I wish that I would have just been told. Yeah. I wish that I would have just been told, look, hey, you know, sorry, something happened. But as it was, like, I was, I just kind of took care of it because I was young and dumb. And I didn't even realize that they were probably liable for that. Mm-hmm. Probably should have had to pay for it or whatever. Um, but that kind of stuff would go a long way even. Just, like, the honesty of, like, hey, I, you know, didn't mean to. Something happened. You know, it, it fell off the wall as I was trying to take it off and it slipped out of my hands or whatever, right? Like, yeah. that kind of stuff, just being honest about that kind of stuff goes a long way. Very you know? long way. So how know. do you, how do you guys manage that? I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, you're moving stuff, something, I mean, it's bound to go you, wrong. Yeah. Something. You, you yeah. can be as careful as you want and something's going to get broken. No, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. 
not to say that you guys intentionally would do that. No one wants to mm-hmm. do that. Sure. But like, how do, how do you guys manage that when someone says like, hey, this, this thing got damaged? Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I tell my guys, always let me know if something goes wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not going to chew your head off. Sure. Uh, just let me know. Honestly, is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So first I tell them, let me know. Just send me a picture, whatever it may be. Um, the second thing is make sure you're doing your job properly. So things usually don't happen. Right. So when something does happen, whether it be told by the customer or one of my guys, depending on what it is, um, it kind of depends on what we do. So if it's like, say, a scratch to a desk, depending on how they fail, um, either we'll have somebody come out and fix it, give them a certain amount of money for it, um, or usually one of those two. Okay. Or if they are fine with it, then it's up to them. But we want to make sure we, we make it right. Right. So our goal is to make sure we get your stuff there the way that we found it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or better. Mm-hmm. Some of our guys will try to find a way to fix something they saw that was messed up beforehand. Maybe it was wobbly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens, actually. It made it not wobbly. Yeah. It just tightened up a bolt or something. <laughs> yeah. Moving a chair. It's like, hey, this chair's kind of wobbly. Let me tighten up this Allen key, the screw over here, yeah, and right. we're good. Yeah. Um, but when things like that happen, say a scratch to a table, scratch to a floor, we'll have somebody come out and actually fix it, get it taken care of, or give the customer a certain amount of money for it to actually get it fixed. Yeah. Um, say like a TV gets broken, uh, we either try to have somebody come and fix it, um, depending on you know what's going on with the TV. Yeah. Uh, TVs are so cheap nowadays and they are so brittle. Yeah, uh, that I've learned that if if a TV gets damaged, I think there's like three different screens to a TV, three different layers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the third layer gets damaged, then if you try it. to fix it, yeah, it's the same price, if not more, than just replacing it. Yep, mm-hmm. regardless of the price of the TV. Right. Um. So like situation, we had a customer we moved, and um. Actually, I'll tell you two stories. Uh. Fortunately, we don't have a lot of damages. If we do, uh, it's something very small, like a scratch to a wall or something like that. But when we do, we had a customer had a piano leg. Somehow, uh, I think something happened with the strap, but the piano leg broke. Um, it, was a, it was a, not a baby grand, it was an upright piano. The leg broke on it. Guys told me about it. They finished up the move. I called the, the customer about it and said, hey, um, I know the guys are done, but I noticed on the piano, the piano leg broke. Um, you know, what, what, what do you want to do about it? We can get somebody to come out and fix it, or we can take it up to our, our person to fix it. It's like, oh, it's like, uh, I thought I was going to have to argue, argue with you about it. Mm. Nice. I said, why? I was like, we broke your piano, the leg on the piano. Why Why would we have to argue about it? It's like, I'm just used to doing that, right. especially with movers. If they yeah. mess something up, I'm used to going back and forth with them. Like, yeah. well, we did it. It's our fault. We can't deny it. We moved it. Mm-hmm. We're going to get it fixed, and you know, we'll let you know the time frame. And she was just so happy about it. Sure. So surprised, yeah. um, <clears throat> which is, again, surprising that, you know, that, that it happens in the industry with moving, right. that if something happens, they don't take care of it. Sure. Uh, another situation I had where made a TV get damaged, uh, it wasn't cheap TV. It was a UHD 4K TV. Um, TV got broken. Uh, it wasn't really noticeable. It was a crack to the screen, and, and at first it was working fine, and then he said it kind of started fade, fading out. So what we did was we picked up the television, I think the very next day, took it to a uh, repair shop, had them look at it. They said the third layer was broken. It had to be repaired. It'd be $1,600 to repair it, or $1,600 to buy a new TV. So bought a new TV, made sure it all... Matched up, sent him the information first to make sure it was correct. And then we got the TV delivered, took it to his home, set it all up, and he was surprised. Wow. And it's like, just how you do things. Yeah. Does yeah, it feel well, good? I mean, no, but I mean, I, look, you, you have you have liability insurance too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's one of those deals where you, your business, probably more than some even, your business relies heavily on word of mouth, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I know that people find your business on Google and they find your business through Facebook and all that other kind of stuff, which is where a lot of people find business. But um, 
you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy for someone to say, yeah, they broke my my couch and never fixed it. Like I and I've been I've been fighting with them for three months and mm. nothing. Right. I guess I'm just going to be out in a couch. Right. Um, that's one type of review that someone's going to go, well, I'm never going to use those guys. Or it was like, yeah, they, they broke my couch there. Someone's going to be like, Oh man, that, that really sucks. It's like, actually it was great. Like like they fixed it and it was done within like a week. And I, I, they came to me and told me they did it. Like that's a whole different type of review because now it's like, Oh, well, I, I expect something's going to go wrong in a move. If I'm, if I'm, paying for it. Mm-hmm. Like I expect something's going to go wrong. And now I, I know that the company's going to be super honest about it. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. one, one of two stories is going to get repeated often. Yes. And loudly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I know that, that there are, those are frustrating, frustrating moments for you as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Right. It's frustrating. It's like, damn it. Like <laughs> not the I way know, today was going to go. Right. Like I know, <laughs> I know they were trying to like, this is one of those moments where they weren't fully ready, and so we were trying to rush a little bit, and they tripped over something. They, yeah. they know better than that. Whatever happens, right? Um, and it's frustrating, but at the same time, that person can either leave you a super negative review, or they're going to leave you a review that maybe it's a four-star review. And the four-star review says, yeah, they've damaged something, but they immediately took care of it. And I'm really thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, four-star reviews are great. I love four-star reviews. Like, five-star reviews, unrealistic. <laughs> they are. I mean, four-star yeah. reviews are the ones that I look at whenever I'm looking at Amazon. I go, okay, these people are being really honest. Yeah. They're, they took the time to go, look. Not just clicking re- through. That's right. Yeah. It's a really good product, but there was this one thing that I wish was a little different. Okay, that's a very honest review, you know? So, I don't know. I, I think that there's value in in that more so than it goes a lot further than, than just trying to sweep it under the rug, trying to save money in the end. Like, I don't know. I, I know that as a business owner, that's frustrating, but. I mean, Truco always comes out. I'd rather it come out at some point right then and there by the customer as opposed yeah. to letting it. I got a customer tell me today. I was on the phone with her. So, yeah, I love my last moving company that I, that I had before, but I went to go move my rocking chair to another spot in my home, and the, 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 the arm fell off. Mm. And she's like, yeah, now I don't want to use them anymore. She was happy with the service, but when she found out, that yeah. damage happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, it's it's obvious that they knew about it. Right. Um, yeah. They just stuck it somewhere and said, "Hey, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you'll find it." Um, <laughs> that can yeah make or break. Sure. You know, if they would have came to her and told her, she wouldn't have even been calling me at this point. Yeah. yeah. Would be calling them. Yeah. Arm on a rocking chair. I mean, that seems like. A... I don't know how she didn't notice that. Or just you know, like like if you're the moving company, like it seems like something you could fix with glue. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Simple. I mean, like really. I mean, like if it. I mean, like I get if it's like it's like a family heirloom and mm-hmm. you'd be really upset or whatever, but like. Those rocking chairs, I mean, like those joints just come apart and you can re glue yeah. them. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. It's a rocking chair. Right. So, exactly. It's actually one of my favorite scenes from The Patriot. Oh. Where he's trying to build the rocking chair uh-huh. and they keep falling apart. Uh huh. I love that scene. <laughs> oh, he's a little man. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a really good scene. That's a good one. <laughs> so, he was terrible at building chairs, he was he great was. at killing people. Yes. <laughs> Hatchet throwing. Spot on. Yeah. St- stick, yeah. Stick with your stick with your lane, dude. No, no, no. God, that was a good movie. That's the second movie tonight that I'm like, man, I really think I should go home and watch that movie. You know what the other one was? What? So I married an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the Easter Bunny tonight, dude. That's an old and like, movie. Oh, I know. Is that, is that Mike Myers? Yes. Yeah. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. So we're talking about um, 
That's like that's like yeah. predating like Austin Powers and like all of oh, that. Oh, yeah. you're taking it back. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> and so there was this. There, we were talking about the Easter Bunny. We were talking about little kids uh-huh. and about how like little kids get freaked out with people in costumes, right? Mm-hmm. And and this person was saying, you know, you know, you got Santa, and Santa's creepy to a lot of little babies, right? They they scream. That's why uh-huh. you get these awesome pictures of kids that are like, wah, you know, yeah. they're, they're Santa pictures. But it's like worse with bunnies, and I think that what. What the point was was it said the head the head they're so big <laughs> and I was like it's like an orange on a toothpick <laughs> it's, like, it's like a planet and it's this classic scene and so I married an axe murderer and me and one of our friends uh, John uh-huh. uh, we were sitting here talking to each other and laughing back he was red in the face we were laughing so hard I was like now I need to go home and watch that movie yeah. it's fantastic. And now I want to watch the Patreon. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm never going to go. So you'll be tonight. up late. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be up late. <laughs> I, my kids would be freaked out by the Easter Bunny mostly because I exposed them to Monty Python. Oh yeah, the Killer Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, the Killer Rabbit. That's scary stuff to a little yeah. kid. <laughs> One, then, you, then you make two, him like four times five. size. <laughs> three, sir. Three. Oh, three. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. What a great movie. So I never really watched the Monty Pythons. Really? No? Yeah. I you never saw, whole, you never saw it or you just never got I've into it? I've seen bits and pieces of them. Okay. Just scrolling through as a kid when it was oh, on man. TV. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Holy I never Grail. actually so watched good. them. The Holy yeah, Grail is like, ugh. I don't think you need to watch any of the other ones because no. they're not really worth it. No. But the Holy Grail, though, that one's so good. good. And... It, it, and the uh, the old flying circus, yeah. just like particular skits, because mm. like they're the original SNL. They right. they're the guys that invented sure. sketch comedy, sure, pretty much for television. If there's one other you might choose to watch, it was maybe the Life of Brian. Yeah, maybe. I'm just I'm just not interested in seeing full frontal on dudes. Oh, That's true. yeah, I don't just know. Not, I'm not my that. thing. That's true. Yeah, but <laughs> the, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail was like, ah, oh, it's so good. It, yeah. It is. It is, in my opinion, it is the most quotable movie of all time. And I mean, to think that they made that movie with five thousand dollars—that yeah, yeah—that is, is insane. Yeah, you know. So and as like a joke, it, oh, it's a complete joke. <laughs> the fact it's so legendary too. Yeah, it's, that's. Yeah. I mean, it like, is. I, I think. I think if nothing else, you want to watch it not because you might like enjoy it, but just so like you can be a part of a conversation if it yeah. comes up because oh, yeah. like it comes up all the time it does. as like, just like little sidebar jokes. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like everyone knows the same inside joke. And if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, you're like, why is everyone chuckling at that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I'm always left out cause I don't really watch TV. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So like when you're talking about new shows, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I don't, right. you talk about the new Netflix show. I'm like, uh, I don't know. There's a new show on Netflix. <laughs> Only time I'll ever watch TV is UFC. Okay. Fighting's on. Okay. okay. That's really it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Do you? I mean, so do you? Do you go somewhere to watch that, or do you actually have a TV at home to watch that? At home. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have. I have a TV. Okay. <laughs> I just don't right. watch it. I, I see. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. It's like I don't watch TV. Like I have TVs. Yeah. Right. I just don't really like. I have. I have things that I watch, mm-hmm. but like I'm not. I don't have like I don't have to be there on Thursday. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I'm just not. I'm not into it that much. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. All right, well, let me ask this question. Is there something that we haven't talked about as far as, like, moving or you know, anything like that that you think we should talk about? Um, I think we've kind of covered it all. Okay. Um, everybody knows I'm, I'm all about customer service and quality. It's all I care yeah, about. That's huge. Uh, yeah, it's, it's huge, and I feel like that's the way anybody should run their business, um, customer service and quality. Yep. Make sure you take care of your customer, customer experience, and the quality is yeah. there as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. You know, we offer all types of services, moving, packing, unpacking, uh, just loading, unloading, uh, do some organizing. Not, not, not the organizing that the organizers offer. Mm-hmm. More of like if we're unpacking okay. your home, we can put it in the place for you that you okay. tell us to put it. Sure. Uh, yeah. Organizers, they have a way better expertise than we do. They can right. look at something and say the feng shui over here is better over here. Or right. However they do it. But in regards to general moving, picking up, picking up items, we even had one uh, roofer that asked if we pick up materials. We can do that as well. Oh. But our main focus, what we, what we do on a day-to-day basis is moving, packing, and unpacking. Okay. That's what we normally do. Yeah. Whether it's a... a um, so, um, a senior living facility, we do a lot of those. Oh. Uh, whether it's moving. You're moving, like, individuals in and out of? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, there's a place called Avanti uh, Senior Living. We've done a lot of their moves. Okay. Move people within the facility, into, out of. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, moving people from, like, College Station, mm-hmm. Bryan, um, uh, Beaumont. So, we go out, out outside as well um, to the other areas around Houston. Sure. Um, but Have, have you all done any interstate? Uh, yes, we've done that as well. So moving people in and out of state. If it starts or ends here, we can take care of them. Okay. So uh, how we operate in any move that we do is we're a direct service mover, which means that we start the move in our truck. We end the move in our truck. We don't start the move and have four or five other homes in that truck, whether it's going down the street or cross country. So it's basically when we get it, we're going directly there. Yeah. Okay. So, like so and, and you're saying that, and like my brain is going, okay, so you're telling me that's something different that you guys do. It's the other companies offer it, but uh-huh. when people think about moving out of state or out of the area, uh-huh. usually first people's thoughts is the big 18 wheeler truck. Right. The big ally. What is that? Like Atlas, the Mayflower yeah, or something? The Mayflower. Okay. Grable. They're not in business anymore. Um, but that's uh, what people think about. So they're, they're on the mindset of, Hey, you're going to come in with a huge truck. I'll probably be a quarter of that truck. You pick up my stuff and you'll probably deliver it in a couple of weeks to a, a couple of months. So for us, if we load up on a Monday, we'll have it, you know, delivered by a Friday, wherever you're at. Right. If we loading on that day. So California will be there in three days. Florida will be there, you know, in two to three days. Yeah. Uh, going to New Orleans, we do that usually and load up in a day, drive the next, I think, yeah, we drive the next day. and like a 24 hour day. turnaround right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're we get it loaded up. We're going straight there. So have you guys done California, Florida? We've uh, have I done California? Done Florida. Uh, getting ready to do Florida again here soon. Uh, I've gone up. A lot of people moving to Florida. A lot of people moving yeah. to Florida. Yeah, a lot. We've done Florida, different parts of Florida. Uh, I want to say uh, Punta Raton. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I think it's Rats Point. I think it's learned. So that's okay. what I meant, which is a bad name for <laughs> a place to live. Uh, we've done Boynton Beach, Miami. Somebody that named a city that didn't want neighbors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the whole Iceland Greenland thing, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I heard what Iceland actually is green, green and yeah. Greenland, Greenland is, is ice. ice. Yeah. 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 Messing with my childhood. Like that whole time, <laughs> I'm thinking it's this big brick of ice. I thought I knew Iceland. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. It's just a ploy. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. to go in there. Good nope. old Viking yeah. trick. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely worked. It worked. I mean, so. Well, cool, man. Well, um, well, thanks for, for your time. I'll tell you this, though. Like, before before we let you go, we mm-hmm. have to do the, the thing that everybody's still listening to us right now yeah. is waiting for. Yeah. Right? Which is the most important part of our show. Uh-oh. Which yep. is the thing. The final four. The final four. It's the final four questions we ask each and every one of our guests. <laughs> and so you 
are so privileged. Trying to right now. the chops. Yes. So this is very, very exciting for all of us. So here's the very first question. Here we go. What's the must have tool you won't leave your house without? Must have tool I won't leave my house. And I'm assuming tool could be anything. A phone. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, probably my phone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's that is the number one answer. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Unfortunately, my phone is my life, and it's a shame. I it's I think is the true for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I heard, I think it was an interview I heard with Elon Musk not too long ago when someone was asking, like, do you think we'll ever advance to where, like, we're living as androids? Mm-hmm. He's like, we're doing that now. I saw that, yeah. And I think it was, he was he was given an interview about, um, uh, he was talking about putting chips in people's heads. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why? I, he's like, I don't understand why people are pushing back. I'm like, you can't walk out without having a phone in your hand or yeah. having a a, a smart device on your wrist or right. and people are now getting glasses or like and, one of these yeah what is that oh yeah the, the galaxy the, buds uh-huh. yeah. yeah so i mean like you he's like you're that way now mm-hmm. right like, i mean you're literally walking out around with most people multiple gps yeah, we're, we're already on android you. yeah i mean basically yeah you have the smart watch yep. i mean you have the galaxy buds which are also gps right um you have your cell phone it's all like we're already pretty much an Android. We're just out putting yep. it have, in our bodies. Let me let me ask you: Have you guys seen the thing that they're putting on the backs of people's arms now? Oh yeah, it's and it's like it's like injected into the uh-huh. back of your arm so uh-huh. that you can monitor your blood sugar. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Hmm. Yeah, I would I've never put that, that thing on me. Yeah. I know they have the chips that people are putting into their hands mm-hmm. uh, to keep them from having to hold a card key with them for work. Like when they put the the key against the sensor and it yeah. opens the door for them. They're putting some chips in people's hands so you just put their hand in front of it. What? I'm out. For some reason, that's more convenient than just holding a little card. That yeah. sounds no. Nope. That Mm-mm. sounds less convenient. Yep. I had yeah. to go and have a procedure. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm out. Nope. Yep. <laughs> no, thank you. I will carry a card. Yeah, I'm fine no with that. No big deal. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. Crazy. All right. Next question. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. What's a job you walked away from? All right. So, um, we know that you changed career. Mm-hmm jobs not necessarily careers but jobs here um but we also kind of uh had an idea in our mind whenever we asked this question about like a like a home job that maybe you started and then you couldn't finish it and so maybe you called in the big dogs uh you know the plumber or whatever Mm -hmm. to finish the job i could Um, thought you could move yourself it's basically like a home project that i was doing right yeah yeah so Uh, so definitely if you have one of those we'd like to hear it but um if you want to Talk about a job that you walked away from. I mean, that would be fine too. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a few. Um, the outdoor stuff, like I built a fence. I thought I wasn't gonna do that myself, but I ended up doing it. Mm-hmm. It's when I start working on my car, which is I love my car. <laughs> yeah, I just it's either things take me longer to do it, like change my spark plugs out in my car. I never did that before, and oh no, I was having misfiring issues. So I thought it was my spark plugs. Mm-hmm. Trying to make sure it wasn't my my injector. So I ended up changing out my spark plugs uh, and still had the issue. Ended up changing out my injector, and that was a headache of a job. It took me four or five hours to do. Uh, that wasn't the issue, and then I ended up finding out to turn my car on, and I guess something happened where I think my piston hit the part of my, um, my spark plug, and the ceramic came off the spark plug and went into my engine Ooh. and bounced around everywhere, and I had to get a new engine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wow. Which fortunately was under warranty. Oh, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, because it's the That's third engine I've had to get wipe replaced. The brow. Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars job. If you go to the uh, to the dealership. Wow. So that's one. Uh, I have 
done my brakes before. This is before I even really knew what I was doing. And ended up getting on my brakes, and they didn't really work. And realizing oh. that I had got a bunch of air in my brakes. Uh-huh. And so I did it myself, but I had to get somebody else to help me pump the brakes to get the fluid out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done it before where I've just took it to somebody and had them fix it. But I was like, no, this time I'm doing it myself. Yeah. I'm going to fix it myself, save the money. And I end up realizing I'm saving the money but spending so much time on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brakes is a tough one too, because like you can typically get the parts for like 40, 60 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Like you go to the you go to the guy and you're like, how much is it gonna be? He's like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, I can do that. Yeah, I can do <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, it will take you three days. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be back and forth to O'Reilly's twenty nine times. Yep, 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 I've had that. You know? yeah, I've had that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I mean, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's why we have a DIY calculator, yeah. right? Let me tell you, and that's that's a business right there that could work on their manners. Oh, no doubt. Those people are short with me every time I go in. Yeah. What, mechanics? No, the people at O'Reilly's. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. It's mainly I'll because they don't, they don't, <laughs> it's mainly because they don't want you in there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They don't. I, no, they, because they know I'm going to come up there and they're going to have to go look for whatever it is that I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I it's think just it's, annoying to them. I think it's even more than that. I think it's because they, they see me walking in and they're like, this guy's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to tell me that he wants brakes and then he's going to realize that he doesn't even know what model his car is. And yep. so he's going to buy something and then tomorrow he's going to come back and he's going to blame me for giving him the wrong part. This guy's an idiot. And now we're going to have to deal with him, not today. But tomorrow. Is this a real story? You know? No, it's okay. not a real story, but I know that it happens all the time. Like He gets right? that vibe wherever he yeah, goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the moron vibe. It must be the beard. I don't know. Yeah. It must be jealous. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. This guy with jealousy. a good-looking beard coming it's in. Jealousy. Nice gonna, mustache. Exactly. I wish I could pull that off. A little. Have you yeah. tried? I haven't tried. Okay, well, then you don't know. Maybe you could. Yeah. I'm going to try. I, just don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can grow up my mustache enough to, uh-huh. like, how do you, do you just... Yeah. You start just twisting it up and it just... He sticks his fingers in his ears. <laughs> yeah. And just starts originally it, it just happens. I don't know. I mean... Genetics? I, I, you go look at any of my family and they don't look like they this. don't have mustaches. No. Yeah. No. No, they don't. So, it's, don't it, Clearly, I mean, because, like, my dad has, like... <laughs> the manliest yeah, mustache. Yeah, and I can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> his, his dad's mustache makes me look like, I don't know, like, Craig. <laughs> yep. His dad has a great mustache. Yeah. But anyway, it is. He's got like the Sam Elliott walrus twisty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking, That's a man's speaking of 1883. Right <laughs> Sam oh, is he in that? He's in it. That's right. Okay. Oh, man. It's so good. You got to go watch it. I guess you so. Go watch it. Yeah, it's worth it. All right. It's very suspicious. It's got Tim McGraw. Uh, man, it's a lot better than you think. <laughs> What's wrong with Tim McGraw? It, I mean, he's a great singer. <laughs> I don't know that I want to watch him act. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also got Faith Hill in it, too, though. So I love me some Faith Hill. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> She's she, worth looking at. Uh, she, yeah, she definitely is. I will tell you this. She's a lot older in this movie than you think she is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, yeah, you've, yeah, you're not as young as you used to be. So when you start realizing how old you're getting is when oh, you see other people, and you're I like, know. wow, they're that old? They're looking old. That means I'm getting old. Yeah. yeah. T- Tim McGraw has a pretty nasty I don't buy into your logic. I'm Speaking. not old. Eh, no, I mean, old's all in the head. It, it's all about how you feel. I, I, I like to say wise. Yeah. You've gotten wiser. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can say it if we yeah. want to. Yeah. It doesn't make it true. <laughs> but I realize the older I get in age, I don't get older in mindset. I'm yeah, that's, like that's the truth. Yeah. I, Especially guys. I think we're the yeah, worst. I mean, how, I mean, there are plenty of times. Like, I remember whenever, um, whenever I got sent home with a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was... 
I was like 31, right? Mm. So I'm not young, young. Yes. I'm like 31. I'm like, who let me take this baby home? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who do they think I am right now? Like no they don't manual. know. They don't know me at <laughs> yeah. all. Like. I'm irresponsible to the core. <laughs> and something about this. Especially just having two kids together, really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know. They don't they don't know me at all. I don't know. Who and, and then I'm like, who let me buy a house? <laughs> Someone let me buy a house three times at this point. Like, to be fair, they'll let anybody do it. That's true. That's true. But I'm I'm seriously, I'm like, this is I don't know. I don't think they know me at all. Which is fine. They couldn't. They probably no, they obviously they don't. Right? It's probably good that they don't know me because otherwise I would have nothing. It's yeah. more responsible for them not to. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm protecting you by you not really knowing who I am. Right? Yeah. It's all right. You're probably like half our age, so it's fine. Whatever. It's probably not. I just don't like to go over my age though, because uh you know. That's when people are just like, Oh, you're so young or I'm old. Except you are age. young. No yeah, I, th- I feel like I'm old. No, not as old as me and Craig. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah, we're old-ish. I don't have the facial young. hair, so I can... You look younger. I look younger. Got the baby face. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. That's part of the reason I don't shave. <laughs> because whenever I do, I'm like, oh. You, you yeah. more I'm respected? Like, like, oh, I'm 24 again. <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> so, all right. Next question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Uh, usually falling asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. <laughs> waking up at two or five in the morning, and mm. going to bed for if it's five or like an hour. Wow! <laughs> and you're in the actual bed. Yeah, and then I'm in the actual bed okay. for like an hour or two. Okay. Yeah, most nights. Yeah. Uh, but I so mean, that winding... bed's gonna last a lot longer than. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely not getting its use. Yeah. Uh, well, I usually get in there, and then the wife and kids are already in the bed, so I'm like, oh well. I don't have a spot. Yeah. No room for me. Yeah, it happened to me last night. Uh, I'm up (laughs) late. My daughter, um, I'm actually laying in bed, comes in the room. She wants to lay in there. Um, And so I was talking with my wife, and so I told her to go in there and wait, and then I get in there, she'd sleep on the couch. Um, And then she gets in the bed, and then I wake up, and my son's in the bed, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I wake up, and I'm, like, all twisted up. I'm like, how did I get like this? (laughs) You know, that's that's one of the things that... um, winds up being one of the most surprising things that I can tell someone about me mm-hmm. is that I've never, ever had a kid sleep with us in bed, ever. I've got a nine-year-old. She's mm-hmm. our oldest. Mm-hmm. In nine years of having a child, I've never had a child sleep in bed with me. Honestly, I'm probably so. the, the, the the culprit of that. Because <laughs> I know when we first had our first, because I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I have eight, uh, three, and a two. When I have my first daughter, um, we, a little bit after... Say don't do it, but she slept in the bed with us mm-hmm. probably a, maybe a month after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had one little baby thing she slept in. After that, we're like, hey, it's fine. She slept in the bed with us. Yeah. And I loved it because I worked mm-hmm. so much. Like at mm-hmm. the time when I had my first daughter. That's I when worked, you got time with her. Yeah, yeah. I worked so many jobs. I worked, sure. I think, two or three jobs. There was really no reason to do so. I don't know why. I just like to work a lot. <clears throat> one of those jobs is working for Houston Chronicle mm. at the, um, it's like you're an independent contractor, so you would pass out newspapers. But a part of that, you would go into facility, I think, at 1 o'clock in the morning, roll up the newspapers, Yeah. depending on what which ones they had. So if one home had just a regular newspaper they get for free, or another home had the coupons or had the Wall Street Journal or um, the another one starts with a, a U. Um, I can't remember names today, but the whatever that was, you had to roll that one up individually, uh-huh. put in a certain color bag. 
and put all that in your car. Okay. So you'll spend an hour or two just doing that. So three o'clock in the morning, you're probably leaving. Four o'clock in the morning, you're leaving to pass out newspapers. And so you probably don't get done till seven. So I would love having her in the bed when I sure. was slept for probably a few hours to go to my one o'clock in the morning job. And so it kind of just carried over till she got older. Sure. Uh-huh. And then it was to the point where wife was like, well, she needs to sleep in her own bed. I was like, no, she needs to sleep with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not shaming anyone in any way, shape, or form. It's just one of those things that whatever I tell people, a lot of times they're like, really? Yeah, Definitely like, get better sleep. Not yeah, well, I mean, it was just, it was just a decision we made early on. Yeah. We're not going to. As heartless gonna, parents. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. And, we can judge you. That's yeah. Right. No, it's fine. <laughs> I judge you. So, um, but it was just one of those things. Like, my kids do not know that that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because it's not yeah. in our house. Once they do, it's, they're so, going to take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Like, podcast nights are my kids' favorite night because they know they can sneak in my bed. Yeah. Because they know I'm not in there. Yep. Right. <laughs> and they're like, they're like walking through the house. They're like, is daddy in here? No. Like, no, he's doing the podcast. No. All right. Yep. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> By the time you get there, I'm sleeping in his bed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I even thought about getting, I started looking up mattresses. Like what's the what's what's bigger than a California king? Like, I, I gotta get something big so we can all. What fit. does Shaq have? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I so, thought it was an Alaskan king. I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, when when I lived in in the Dallas area, I had some um, some kids I worked with that lived in a, a little town up there called Salina. It's actually blowing up now. Uh, but on the way to Salina, there's a there's another little town called Prosper. And again, these places are not little anywhere they're, anymore. No, because I moved blowing up both those places. Exactly, yeah. they're blowing up. Um, but Dion Sanders had a house in Prosper, and you had to pass by it to get to Salina. And um, I don't know if it's true, but there was a rumor at one point that Dion Sanders had a bed that you could sleep six people in. Like that was the, I don't know how they quantify that, <laughs> but apparently it was a six person bed. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, there, there's two questions I have. Two questions. Number one, just two? There's <laughs> two, two main ones. Okay. Um, how do you know that six people can sleep in, in, a, in a bed? Uh-huh. And number two, um, why do you have that need? <laughs> why, why is that something that you need? You know, uh-huh. and maybe it's just because he had seven kids. I think, and I think one person can answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it wasn't the seven yeah. kids part. No, no, no. It probably, I'm not going to ask him. Uh-huh. I'm not going to ask Dion Sanders because he doesn't answer my phone calls anymore. Uh-huh. So yeah. anyway, it's just one of those things. I don't remember where they... Yeah. Oh, I have a cool, yeah. um, one cool thing I, I'm, I'm thinking about now that I saw from your question before. Okay. Is I went to move a certain NFL player, uh-huh. and um, one of many things that we saw was pretty cool, but one of them was he had a artwork made of him, mm. and it was like a 3D artwork. So there was half of his helmet. It was him going through a defender. Okay. So half his helmet was real. The other half was painted. Um, half his towel was, was uh, real, so it was hanging off of the artwork. Okay. Half it was painted. Huh. Then other parts of like his shoelaces were real, I believe. Um, part of it was painted, so it was just cool to see. Wow, like you know, actual like game worn type stuff. I don't know if it was game worn, but I know okay. it was an actual towel that he probably would yeah. have used. Sure, maybe he did use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the helmet, I don't. I think it was like a brand new looking helmet, so wow. I don't think he used it. But it was just cool. It had yeah. a three D effect. That's huh. sweet. Yeah, so, so I guess you my... could like turn it sideways, and it looks like he's coming. Yeah, you turn it sideways, <laughs> and something's coming out of it. Yeah, but that was that was a cool one. That um, because I'm from Oklahoma, uh-huh. so I. Uh, I don't know why you're smiling like that. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the story. Because everybody has a joke about Oklahoma or something. Like, when somebody mentions Oklahoma, like, oh, I got to go to Oklahoma. Like, well, I'm from there. Like, oh, well, my, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> he's from Palestine, Texas, um, and he used to play for Oklahoma Sooners. You might know who he is. Legendary player. Okay. Didn't know he lived in Houston. 
Um, huh. I lived in Grogan's Point. Um, Adrian Peterson. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I'm a I'm a big Sooner fan. Yeah. Okay. And walk in, meet his wife, and then then I'm I'm in. I wasn't didn't know whose house it was. So that whole thing when I saw that piece of artwork, I'm sitting there. We go through to the home, look at the office, and I see that piece of artwork. Like, okay, she's maybe. You know, it's a 10,000 square foot house, 10, 12,000 square foot house. Yeah. Maybe, you know, she's successful. Maybe she's a model or something. She likes, you know, football. Sitting, we walk through the house. We're sitting down at their long eight foot glass dining room table, which was so fun to move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I Jokes. just see this big guy just pass me by. Actually, he's not really that big, but just beefy. He's, yeah. he's big. See him pass by. I'm like, wait. And then he comes over to me, shakes my hand. I'm like, this is Adrian Peterson. What? And he pretty much wants to crush your hand. When he uh-huh. shakes your hand every time, he's like, like he's putting all his force into it. I, uh-huh. I don't know if he's trying to test your manliness or yeah, what, right. but he's like trying to squeeze your hand. It was just the coolest thing. And meeting him, he's like the most laid back guy. Nice. Uh, he let me drive, or he didn't let me, but he asked me because he had to go out of town to drive one of his cars from uh, from his house in the Woodlands over to his new home that was over off of uh, over off of Westheimer. That was okay. pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm driving. Peterson's car right now. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. This is cool. And you wouldn't think, but he, I mean, he had like a, an older Range Rover. He didn't really have a lot of new cars. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed like he, you know, he was at that point at least doing well with his money. Sure. Um, but he had like an older, like a, like a 2003 or 2005 7 Series, probably like a 2010 Range Rover. Which I was surprised to see an NFL player of that stature mm-hmm. to have older cars. Sure. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just I just kind of came to my mind. Huh. It was cool to, to have that experience and be able to meet Adrian Peterson and then right. just be surprised. Nice. I was like, maybe she's maybe she's just a fan of Adrian Peterson or a fan <laughs> of just football. And then I see this guy walk past. I'm like, okay, that's who it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I actually had something crazy that I found out not too long ago. Um, so I lived uh, for a long time in April Sound. I can say that now because I don't live there anymore. You don't live there anymore. Um, yeah. So I lived in April Sound, not too far from here. And um, I had no idea... So the, everybody had, had talked about the mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a mansion on on the lake in April Sound. Um, and I, I've actually still, to this day, never driven over there um, to see it. But I, I've heard it's amazing. But it was RG3s. Oh. And he just sold it. I heard about yeah. it. Yes. He sold it for like something like ridiculous, like $2.7 mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but anyway, it's it's crazy. I mean, the, these... Is that guy still playing? No, no. Okay. I think it's been done. Yeah, I think that yeah. was. I think that house was his, uh, his girlfriend or wife or something. Because that, or it might have been another house. But I know a realtor that actually sold, um, walked through with him. It was his ex wife or ex girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. But he bought her house. I don't know if it was April Sound or what. But I, I knew the realtor that mm. had. I mean, it sold. Did it just for him. like within the last okay, year. This is, yeah, yeah. This is probably about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's probably it's crazy. House. It had like like five pools mm-hmm. and anyway. That's it's crazy nuts. to think how That's many players nuts. live oh, yeah. in this area that oh, yeah. didn't ever play here. Like Adrian right. Peterson, RG3. Yeah. Um, who else? yeah, but RG3, um, he grew up here. That's okay. Yeah, he grew up around here. I know Adrian Peterson so. grew up in Palestine not too far. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. All right, well, we do have one more question. All right, and um, here it is. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Hmm. I feel like I've gotten so many. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Uh, it's a few of them. It's it's like the things you get taught when you're a kid. Just treat people how you want to how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I, I kind of that comes to my mind is 
treat people with respect because you never know what they're going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of gone through some things. Uh, I've known people that have gone through a lot worse and they put on a happy smile. Yeah. Um, but you really just don't know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. You really don't until maybe you've gone through it or what, but you don't, that person you're talking to, just being nice to them. Yeah. Just smiling for them, doing a nice gesture, opening a door. That can go a long way because mm-hmm. um, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors or what they're dealing with. I've just right. had customers open up to me, um, crying on my shoulder, literally, that I've never met them the day before that, but they're telling me their whole life story, which I love it. It's yeah. one of my favorite things about my job is just people being comfortable with me and telling me just everything. Mm. Um, and me being there, not judging any way, shape, or form, just listening to them, just trying to be a, an extra ear. But that's probably the one thing I would say uh, is just, just try to think about other people's point of view instead of your own and realizing they could be going through some things and don't be, if something happens, don't be quick to getting upset at them or <clears throat> try to get back at them for or whatever it may be. Or if they cut you off on the road, yeah. you just never know. I, my mom always gave me the mindset of benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah. you never know. Um, like I'll be on the road driving. Somebody cuts me off. I'm like, Oh mom, they just did this and that. I'm on the phone with her. It's like, well, you never know. They could be on the way on the rush to get to the hospital. I'm like, mom, why do you have to say this? Right. <laughs> and then when I'm out, something happens. I'm like, man, I want to be mad. I'm like, well, it could be this going on. I'm like, mom, stop. Get out of my head. <laughs> but it's true. So I that's just, probably. I just learned something a lot a lot about your mom. She she has a nice voice. <laughs> yeah, she does. She doesn't sound did like that. <laughs> did you hear it? Like, he just, he just did her she voice. Sounds a lot he changed his yeah, voice. Did he not? And, like, when he did, I was like, that's his mom. That's his mom. I was like, <laughs> he sounds a lot better than that. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Like, I love, I love that whenever people, like, change their voice to sound like someone else, I'm like, that's how you think they sound. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like what she sounds like, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's funny stuff. All right. Well, we... Um, we fibbed just a little bit, and we said there were four final questions, mm-hmm. uh, but there's actually a secret fifth question. Okay, yeah. And uh, Craig gets to ask this question. Because so. I can't remember the other four. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they find you? They find me either Facebook, Robert Green, but there's probably a million Robert Greens, unfortunately. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not unique in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks, Mom, for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you want to find me, Instagram, Facebook, Greenlight Movers, at Greenlight Movers for, for Instagram okay. um, or even Facebook. Okay. GLmovers.com. G is in groovy. L is in light. Movers.com. Or somebody told me to say G is in groovy. L is in lovely. Movers.com. <laughs> I think we have some groovy, lovely movers. There you go. Um, that's, that's where you find us at. Our, okay. our phone number is 832-929-MOVE. 832-929-6683. Find us on there. Uh, we'll get you taken care of. Awesome. We'll link cool. all that up in the show notes. That's right. So people can find you. Cool. And get moved. Yeah. Because there's a lot of that happening there's right now. There's a whole lot of that happening. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because like people... A lot of people are doing what I did, which was move out of their house into a storage facility so that they're not in a contingency anymore mm-hmm. and then start looking for what they can buy. And then they got to, so you get to move people twice a lot yeah. of that. I just got the phone with know? somebody on the way here doing the same exact thing. Yeah. It happens a lot. In fact, uh, we were looking for a, uh, a 10 by 30 unit to, to put our stuff in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called the storage facility that I wanted to use and. And she was like, yeah, I just actually had three of those, but one lady came in and bought all of them. And <laughs> oh I'm like, gosh. holy cow, like how big is this house that they were trying to move? <laughs> um, and then I got like into my 10 by 30 and I was like, um, I should have had two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. We, now you understand. We got it all in there. Craig Craig saw it. We got it all in there. But <laughs> That freaking piano. Oh, yeah. The piano. <laughs> I, and I, we, we had a strategic place for it and it fit, but wow. Never, I hate moving. 
piano. <laughs> he says never again he was going to be doing it again. I know. I knew, that's exactly right. I was like, I, I said I was never going to move myself again, and here I am, yep. moving myself again. So, anyway, it is what it is. Well, thank you so very much for for coming on the show. It's been it's been great. Um, and uh, if you're looking for a mover, call Mr. Green over thank here. You. Yeah, absolutely. He'll take care of you. So, well, thank you guys for joining us. The show. That's right. Click the Thanks like. Click the share. Thumbs up. All that kind of good stuff. Do it. Come back and join us next week. That's right. We'll have a good old homeowner time. Yes, we will. So thanks for being here. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you later.